Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. You go to the Word of God and find out who you are. Whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that these brothers lied to you, Jack. Believe the scriptures. Call it how it is. Hendrix. I promise you, swear, swear. Y'all. Percocet. Miley Percocet. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I am your host, Martinez. I appreciate you for tuning in to this podcast today. I don't know why you're here. Maybe you came here because you came across this on iTunes. Maybe you're here because you came across it on Instagram. Or maybe somebody sent you this podcast. But whatever the reason, I appreciate you tuning in and listening today. we got an interesting show. Uh, I want to talk about the opioid crisis. I want to jump, just jump right into it. I want to talk about the opioid crisis that's going on in America. Uh, it's... As you can hear, it's all in our songs and our, and our music. When I talk about our music, I'm talking about it's Black History Month. Matter of fact, let, let, first, it's Black History Month. Let's just let's just make that clear right now. You know, we thank God for Black History Month. You know, even though Black History is uh, every day, obviously. But there's nothing wrong with our country when they take time out to observe what Black people have done in and through this country. All right, so let's start there. But drug use is heavenly promoted in hip-hop music. I mean, it has been, I mean, we went from the 1980s where they were telling us to stay away from drugs, put the guns down, put the drugs down. And in the 90s, we went from saying that to we pushing them drugs. It was the, you know, don't get high on your own supply, but we just gonna supply our community with the drugs. Let's just kill us with the drugs. And then it went from that, now you know what we've been we've been selling drugs so now let's start doing the drugs and just just kill ourselves you know that is seems to be the overall popularity songs like mask off that i just played a snippet of of course i would never play a full song uh song is trash but you know and other songs bad and bougie and other songs that have been like number one records in within the last you know year or two are heavenly promoted now we have new young artists like Lil pump that all the kids love the Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. That song is is trash. But all they hear is the edited version. If you would ever go and listen to the unedited version, he's talking about him and his grandmother taking meds. And when he's talking about meds, he's talking about substance abuse. We're gonna deal with that. Uh, when I substance abuse, I mean controlled substances. So it's heavily involved in our music, um, and it's influencing. I mean, of course, it's easy to say it's influencing the younger generation. But it's influencing adults too because majority of the ones is overdosing are, you know, over 21. You do have some teens, but a lot of them are older. And um, 
a lot of it has to do with uh, just hard times and people going through hard times and they want to escape the trouble and the issues that they're facing. That's why people have to smoke a lot of weed because they want to escape the trouble. But that was never God's design to escape trouble that way. So first off, before we get into um, the scripture, I want to I want to um, define what an opioid is because you may be listening. Like, what's an opioid? Now I've heard of weed now, but what's an opioid? <laughs> Opioids are substances that act on an opioid receptors to produce morphine-like effects. Medically, they are primarily used for pain relief, including anesthesia. So examples of opioids are painkillers such as morphine, methadone, hydrocodone, and oxycodone. Heroin is also an opioid and is illegal. Opioid drugs sold under brand names include Oxycontin, Percocet, Paladone, which was taken off the market in July of 2005, Vicodin, Percodan, Tylox, and Demerol, among others. So these are, um, Fentile too is another one. So these are uh, all, basically they're painkillers, okay? I don't know if you ever had a painkiller before, but let me tell you, I had, I had a situation that had like, a, had like an infection in my toe. I don't know how that happened. A little weird place to have an infection. I went to the doctor, they got the infection out or whatever have you. And so they gave me uh, Vicodin, which is an opioid, to take, you know, for pain or whatever have you. So uh, after that, uh, little mini procedure. They, uh, I went home and maybe like a day or so. I felt a little pain. So I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and take this Vicodin. And uh, I took the Vicodin. Let me tell you something. I felt amazing. I don't, I don't, I've told my wife this. I, I've never taken it. Take it. I haven't taken it since then. But I mean, I felt like I, I don't know. I can't describe it. The feeling of euphoria is amazing. You like, yo, you have, you're not thinking about no problems. You're not thinking about, I felt good. And I remember at that time I was talking on the phone to who is now my wife. We were just dating at the time and I was talking on the phone with her. Uh, don't remember the conversation, but it was, it was a good conversation. I just remember laying back in the bed and I just felt good. Like, yo, this is crazy. So it wasn't like I was out of my mind. But I'm just talking about the feeling that I had. Of course, the pain left, but I just remember laying back feeling good. And I remember saying to myself, I got to throw these pills away. I got to throw them away. Not saying that, you know, I was scared I was going to get addicted. It was just, I'm, I, well, first of all, I don't rely on any medicine. You know what I'm saying? I try to, whatever the situation is, if I can cure it, you know what I'm saying, naturally, home remedy, I'll do that. So I'm not really in a rush to run to run to the drugstore to take medication, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I like nah, I, gotta, I, I threw them away. I just believe God. I laid my hands on that toe and that pain. Said, listen, you just you got to be gone. You know what I'm saying? Of course, the pain, you know, left eventually. And I didn't take no more. I was done. But um, so I said all that to say is that I can see how they can be highly addictive. But see, one thing about getting high is that. Um, you'll never get that first high back. That's why people end up, you know, becoming addicted to drugs because you're trying to chase that first high. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's not the way to go, man. So I took mine because of medication. You know, I took mine because the doctor prescribed it. But um, prior to that, never taking Vicodin. Don't plan on ever taking it again in life. But uh, of course, like when my wife was pregnant and, you know, 
sometimes you have surgeries that give you morphine. All those are medically treated. You're not going out and buying these drugs on the street. You see what I'm saying? Um, let's dig into the scriptures. I didn't dealt with enough of that. So you understand what an opioid is. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. But God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. What is that saying? There's nothing that you're coming up against. There's nothing that you or I are coming up against. So if your situation is drug use or whatever have you, you said there is no temptation that is overtaking you that is not common, meaning that whatever you're going through, others are going through it as well. It says God is faithful. What does that mean? You can depend on him. You can count on him. He's going to always be there when you need him. Now, I know we sing that song, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. He's going to come when you need him. Okay, so that song, I, I understand what they're trying to say, but I think the more you sing that song, once you call on the Lord, you're going to be expecting subconsciously like, well, I know he's not really going to show up now, but he's definitely going to show up when I need him. No, he's going to show up when you need him. All right. I let that breathe a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. God, he said, you call on me, I will answer. He didn't say if you call on a Monday, he's going to answer you next Tuesday. He didn't say that. Anyway, let's keep going. He says, I will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Now, the temptation is not coming from God, so let's get that straight. Your temptation for drugs, your temptation for sex, your temptation for whatever the temptation is, is not coming from God. It's coming from the enemy. But he says, with the temptation, he will provide a way of escape that you may, that you may be able to endure. So your way of escape is always present. I can't tell you what your way of escape is. But God knows your way of escape, and he is going to make it known to you your way out of a situation. There's always a door in everybody's life. Whatever trouble we may face, whatever trial we come up against, there's a door. There's a way out. Okay? We need to ask God and believe God to show us that way out. 1 Corinthians 15:33. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. What is that saying? You can't get God can't deliver you from something like drug use, and you don't want to, and then you go right back to the people that he delivered you from. When you're in the process of still getting deliverance, do you understand what I'm saying? You can't be addicted to Percocets, then you ask God to deliver you. Now you're going through maybe three weeks off of it or whatever have you. You can't not go around the people yet because they're going to eventually corrupt that. You got to make sure that you're totally out of it and that your mind is renewed, and then when you go back, you're only going back for the simple fact of helping to deliver your brother and sister out of that situation that you were once in, okay? Hosea 4, 6, it says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. He didn't say you're destroyed just because of knowledge, for a lack of knowledge, but you're destroyed because you rejected the knowledge that was presented to you. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people who struggle with things <clears throat> hate correction. And I want anyone, uh, I don't need you preaching to me. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You need somebody in your life that's going to encourage you. And I mean, thank God you have somebody in your life or should have somebody in your life 
that wants to see you succeed, that wants to see you come out of that. Because now this drug use is all becoming so common. Let me read something that happened in New York City. It says, New York City sues drug companies over opioid epidemic. New York City sued eight companies that make or distribute prescription opioids, blaming them for a deadly epidemic afflicting the city. Mayor Bill de Blasio said the lawsuit seeks 500 million of damages to help fight the epidemic in the city. That's what the issue is. The issue is the drug companies, the drug pharmaceutical companies that are pushing the pills. They need to just take this stuff off the market. Something has to happen because people are overdosing and killing themselves from these pills. And this type of crisis is going on. Take the pills off the market. What am I saying? Meaning that if you need the prescription, you can only get it in the hospital and you can only take it in the hospital. That's how I feel. If you really need a vitamin, if you need a Percocet or whatever have you for a procedure or something that you got going on, yo, you can only get it at the hospital, meaning they got to watch you take it. You take it in there with the, yo, they got to do something. I can't just write your prescription and then send you to Walgreens or CVS or whatever you got in your city and say, yo, go get this. And they got 52 pills in it or whatever. Like, no, can't do it. Especially with the stuff that's in, that's in the music and your children listen to that particular music. They look in your drug. They look in your closet and they find a prescription, you know, controlled substances and all that. Yo, it's crazy. Don't trust it. Lean is becoming part. It's the same. It's just, I don't understand. I don't understand it. I'm not saying I'm not sympathetic to people who are really struggling with it because the you know, a portion of the music, music industry is celebrating it. Like, yo, this is the way to live. And a lot of them are doing it because they have issues themselves that they don't want to deal with. Money cannot solve all your problems. Money will not make you happy. It just makes you more comfortable while you're miserable. That's it. So with the money, you can buy more drugs, you can buy more of this, you can buy more of that, but the whole time you're miserable. You need Jesus in your life. Now you get Jesus in your life, and then you get some money. The Lord will help us manage the money and be stores over the money to help people, help our families, whatever have you, but you won't go crazy with it. You just don't want to throw a bunch of money in people's hands and say, here, take it, do what you want with it. That's what's happening to, you know, a lot in, within the hip hop culture. And it's crazy. It's a crisis going on. I would even have them banned in the music, but see, it's all about the dollar. So the, the music companies is pushing it, while well, a lot of them are independent, so if you're independent, you can make whatever kind of music you want, but stop buying it. I think if we stop buying it, stop downloading it, stop streaming it, they'll be forced to make something else. But these records, literally, the records that are mostly drug infested, end up becoming like the number one record. Galatians 5, 1, it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Now, this is talking about the law, about not allowing yourselves to be um, slaves to the law when Christ has made us free. But this is the overall principle. Jesus provides freedom. There is freedom in him. Once we get in him, he can take away the taste 
of certain things. Whatever your taste was before you came to him, if it's not edifying you, if he knows that it's not beneficial to you, if he knows that it's going to uh, allow the enemy to come into your life, yo, we don't want none of those things. We want to take all them things off. Whatever it is, you go to the Lord for help, you can see professional help, whatever you have to do, then I believe that's what you should do. Whatever you have to do, that is what you should do. James Schrober of the Drug Enforcement Agency Office in St. Louis says 80% of heroin addicts start by abusing prescription painkillers. They eventually switch to heroin because it is easier to get and cheaper, selling for as little as $5 to $10 a dose. Sad, man. And all of this, we're doing all of this to escape the trials and troubles of this life. Did you know that if God didn't want us to, to didn't want us to experience trials and all those things, He just would have took us to heaven. John 17, 15. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil. So His prayer wasn't Jesus' prayer wasn't Lord. Once they come to me, just take them up to heaven. No, there's a work on this earth, on this earth, earth that he wants us to do. He didn't pray, take them out there. So when trials, situations, and tests come up against us, which they are going to, John 16:33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He told us in this world we're going to have trouble. There's nowhere in the Bible where he tells us to grab a painkiller so you can experience pleasures of euphoria. What's euphoria? Feeling of state of intense excitement and happiness. I get that from drinking a cup of coffee. So if that's all, you, <laughs> if that's all you're looking for, you need to go get your Mountain Dew or something. Or go get a Sprite or a something. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to be popping pills. God wants us all to be leaders. Wants us all to lead. We can't be followers of this. We got to do better. And I'm willing to help anybody that needs help in this area. You only get one body. Let's get clean. Let's get sober. All right? If you all need help, it is God's will that you get help. It is not God's will that you don't get help. It is not God's will that you try to manage this on your own. Because you're not... You weren't designed to do this on your own. If we were designed to do this on our own, God would have never made Eve. But he said, I'm going to create a woman for Adam because it's not good that man should be alone. He wasn't just talking about the man, physical male man. He's talking about mankind. So for you loners out there, so I don't want to be by myself. I don't, I don't need nobody. Yes, you do. He designed it that the human being needs a person. You want Friendship, fellowship is good for you. Like I said, that's why he created Eve. He gave man uh, dogs, he gave man animals. He said, no, so people said dogs are man's best friend or something like that. No, it ain't, no, it ain't, <laughs> no, it's not. So, you know, he tried that, it didn't work. Can't do it by yourself. Jesus didn't do it by himself. That's why he went out and got the 12 disciples. That's why even now, after his resurrection, he tells us to go and preach the gospel. He didn't say he's going to preach the gospel and come with him. He says, no, you go and preach the gospel and I'll go with you. So I wanted to deal with that. And um, it may not be a big deal to you because maybe you don't have issues with that. 
but there are a lot of people statistically just looking at statistics that do. I want to read some more. If you're not convinced, I want to read some more statistics to you. This from CNN. It says, experts say the United States is in the throes of an opioid epidemic. As more than 2 million of Americans have become dependent on or abused prescription pain pills and street drugs. Opioids are drugs formulated to replicate the pain-reducing properties of opium. They include both legal painkillers like morphine, oxycodone, or hydrocodone prescribed by doctors for acute or chronic pain, as well as illegal drugs like heroin. During 2015, there were 52,404 overdose deaths in the United States, including 33,091 that involved an opioid. That's an average of 91 opioid overdose deaths each day. You don't think we have a problem? The number of opioid prescriptions dispensed by doctors steadily increased from 112 million prescriptions in 1992 to a peak of 282 million in 2012. According to the market research firm IMS Health, the number of prescriptions dispensed has since declined, falling to 236 million in 2016. That's still too many. They say it's a a decline. It's not, no, we still have an issue. About 11.5 million Americans aged 12 and older misused prescription pain medicine in 2016, according to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. 12 and older. There are 49 states that have prescription drug monitoring programs. The 21st Century Cures Act passed in 2016 allocated $1 billion over two years in opioid crisis grants to states, providing funding for expanded treatment and prevention programs. One B, one billion. That's how much money they gave out as grants to help you. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. I give your name glory, honor, and praise for your word. Father God, I'm praying for each and every listener who's struggling with an opioid, who's struggling with painkillers. Father God, I ask that you heal their mind, heal their heart, from, what, from whatever pain, internally or externally, that they may be experiencing. I ask you to lift the burden off of their shoulders. I ask you to give them a spiritual euphoria, a spiritual high that they will never come down from. I ask you to help them, lead, guide, and direct them to treatment centers. Give them grace and mercy in this time of need. I stand in agreement with each and every person who's desiring deliverance from these drugs. And I thank you, Father God, that they will be clean, healed, delivered, and set free from all manner of addiction. So, Father, I thank you and I give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to take a quick break. Right now I'm feeling... I don't know. I think I want to play a little self-destruction. It's a little throwback for those who don't know. By the Stop the Violence movement, which back in, when this came out, 1989, it was all the rappers, primarily on the East Coast, that were popular during that time. MC Light, KRS-One, Heavy D, name it. They all came together and did this Stop the Violence movement because um, it was too much black-on-black crime going on. And we're going to deal with that after the break. We'll be right back. 
music. We all agree tonight, all of the speakers have agreed that America has a very serious problem. Not only does America have a very serious problem, but our people have a very serious problem. America's problem is Word 
up. It doesn't make you a big man. And to one and go and dish your brother man. And you don't know that's part of the plan. Why? Cause rap music is in full demand. Understand? Let's get together because we're falling apart I heard a brother shot another, it broke my heart I don't understand the difficulty, people Love your brother, treat him as an equal They call us animals, Mm-mm, I don't agree with them I'll prove them wrong, but right is what you're proving them Take heed before I leave to what I'm saying Or we'll all be on our knees praying the heavy deep, deep in the heart of the matter The self-destruction is served on a platter Making a day, not failing to anticipate They got greedy, so they fell for the bait That makes them a victim, pick them Jail, but did the vets give a duck? There's no one around, cause in jail you're a number. They never took the time to wonder about self-destruction by the stop the violence movement and right now i want to do a little bit with that um we was talking about opioids earlier before the break and um i believe the reason why and this is just um my thoughts it's not an article i read but i truly believe this that uh part of the reason why i think we have a lot of high crime not only in my city but in cities all across the u.s is because of drug abuse, because of all these different types of drug addiction. Because a lot of times when you follow these crimes, when you follow these murders and things like that, you can trace it back to them. They was a substance user in some way. Some people kill, most people kill people over drugs. And we don't know because they may look like the average Joes, but you know, they're killing people over drugs, whether selling the drugs and getting my money or Whatever have you, I just recently had a, um, a sister-in-law that was murdered, not too, maybe about three or four days before Christmas, murdered her and two other girls. The killer, or killers, however many there were, they're still out there. She was innocent. She was the byproduct of someone that was with her. And um, murder, I never understood because I don't understand how you can murder someone and then continue to live your life as if nothing ever happened. That I, ne- that, that I always had a hard time. I never understood that. How a human being can take another human, being, human being's life because the thing about that is, is that your conscience won't let you do that. For you to take another human being's life, you have to be out of your mind. 
I know we use that terminology, you're out of your mind, but literally, you have to be out of your mind to take another human being's life. You're also out of your mind if you don't think that you're gonna get caught. The person who did that is gonna get captured, is gonna get caught, they're a threat to society. They don't deserve to experience freedom in this life after that. Only, only freedom I want them to experience is freedom in Christ. And I pray God's mercy on them, but as far as freedom, just enjoying the pleasures of this life, they don't deserve it. And the time is ticking down. That person will be captured and caught. You can mark my words in the day that they're captured and caught. I'm going to let you all know on the podcast. So be praying. Um, but it's already being taken care of. He's our, his days are numbered. The Lord says vengeance is his, and I believe God. But violence within the black community, we've been talking about it for since I was born. The 80s, since it became an a issue. Um, we got a problem, and uh, I believe it starts with these drugs. Because if you think about it, if you look at the, in the 1980s, like I was saying, they went from telling kids, don't do drugs. We had the D.A.R.E. programs in school. I remember doing the D.A.R.E. program in fifth grade, and, you know, D won't do drugs. What is it? A won't have an attitude. R, I will respect myself and will E, educate. So, yeah, that was the only song. But, uh, you know, so we, we got a drug, we got an issue. And I believe drugs are behind it. Now, cocaine is still an issue that's real heavy in Hollywood. All drugs are, t- are issues through abuse. God doesn't want us dependent on anything but him. But I'm just saying that our dependency on other things is going to get us in trouble. God desires for all of us to do better. And with my platform, I simply want to help. I want to talk about the things that are popular. I want to talk about the things that are not popular. That's why I created a podcast, because I can do it how I want to do it. I can talk about what I want to talk about, and there is no one to filter or to try to, you know, monitor what I'm saying. Only monitor I got is the Holy Ghost and my wife. You know what I'm saying? So I pray for healing in our nation as it pertains to this opioid crisis, and I know and I believe but we'll get it together. It's just more of this needs to be talked about. And more rappers need to take responsibility. And more artists need to take responsibility for the message that they put out in their music and understand that whether they want to or not, they are role models. And a lot of youth look up to them and will literally do anything they say do. That's why we have to be careful what we listen to as adults and then what we allow our kids to listen to. If this episode has been a blessing to you, please send this to all your family and friends. You can follow me on all social media at mbills314. You can send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. And yeah, man, I appreciate you for joining. Until next time, you already know, Romans chapter 3, verse 4, the latter part of that verse, let God be true and every man be a liar. And we pushing the culture forward with God's word. Until next time. I'm out.